Hey everyone, I want to remind you to like and subscribe to the channel. I am loving this and I'm loving turning out a lot of content. Please hit me up if you have any suggestions or ideas. I want to reach as many different topics and as many people as I can with that type of topic, you know, just abundance. So let's get started. All right, tonight I want to do a podcast on Arkansas's recruiting. They recently, I think a couple weeks ago, had a big recruiting visit with a, a cookout. A lot of already committed players on board and a lot of uh, 2023 recruits were there. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of younger guys were there. And you actually get a commitment from a linebacker on that weekend. Uh, I feel like a much-needed commitment in the first one out of Texas. And you lose potentially four to five uh, linebackers this season. So you need a significant signing class. And that, that makes three linebacker signees here. Well, I'm going to go over it. 247 Sports has Arkansas ranked 17th nationally and 6th in the SEC. There are five four-stars. And I'm just going to go over them real quick. And I'm going to go through the whole class and talk about the high three stars, guys that if they perform well in their senior season, they can potentially, with a reevaluation later on in the year, move up as a four star. Uh, these are top 600 guys nationally. All right, Arkansas's top five recruits, all four star guys, the top ranked guy in, on Arkansas's class. Four-star safety out of Belleville, Michigan. Miles Rouser, 6'1", 185. I don't know what it is, but Arkansas just keeps getting really talented four-star safeties. I'm okay with it. That's a really talented position this year at the defensive back depth, field, uh, depth at that position. Um, then you look at two four-star offensive linemen from within the state, two of the top players within the state, and two of the top players in the country at their position, uh, Amarian Harris from Little Rock, 6'7", 370 pounds, four-star offensive lineman, and four-star offensive lineman Andrew Chamblay from Maumelle, Arkansas, 6'6", 285. That's what he's listed as, but I bet he's bigger. I mean, I've seen him listed at 300 pounds even. Uh, those two towers from Pulaski County are are two future offensive line pieces, and Sam Pittman is very happy with those, along with uh, Quincy McAdoo, four-star wide receiver from Clarendon, Arkansas, 6'2", 185 pounds. Guy is very, very talented. Uh, my man Otis Kirk at uh, Pig Trail said that within the state, this guy is the closest thing to Traylon Burks to come out of the state. And uh, so that's that's some good praise. That's some uh, good expectations, I think, to to continue with. And then you look at a four-star athlete out of uh, Cedar Grove, Georgia, uh, Rashad DeBinion. This guy is an athlete because he can do a lot of different things. I think a lot of people recruited him for a lot of different uh, positions. But Kendall Browse and uh, Jimmy Jimmy Scott. Uh, they, the running back coach really did a really good job of getting this guy in early. Uh, 5'10", 185 pounds. Uh, before 
early on before when he had committed, he was listed at 5'10", 165, and you're sitting there thinking this guy's a little lean, but that was before all the uh, heights and weights and 40 times could be verified because of COVID, but now things have opened back up, and he's added some good weight at 5'10", 185. I think uh, he has the frame and the talent to be a talented guy in their Kendall Browse offense. I think that's the type of uh, running back type slot receiver type position that, that he's going to fit the mold of. And then uh, that's the top five recruits for right now at this moment for the Razorbacks. And I'm going to talk about the next top five. These are high three-star guys that are top 600 players in the country. And throughout the season, throughout high school, ball is about to start. And you know, reevaluation happens a couple times, and uh, this could really benefit Arkansas if a couple of these guys could pop in evaluation and, you know, get that bump up in four-star status. You know, recruiting rankings, you know, a lot of people say they don't matter, but some people say they do. There's a whole profession that's been built on it, so I think there there's come a, there's some merit to it, but uh, you gotta you gotta kind of use that to your advantage. You can use it in social media. You can use it in recruiting. That you're doing well in recruiting. So use that ranking. Hopefully they can get some four stars and push that national ranking and push that SEC ranking and pad this team with talent. But for now, let's move on to those top five high three stars. All right, the next five guys, the the high three stars that we're gonna go over. First is Jalen Lewis. This guy's a high three-star from um, from Brownsville, Tennessee. This guy's a long, lean guy that plays that's gonna play corner. He's your prototypical size corner, six foot, one seventy-five. There, th this guy has a lot of offers, and he could have went to a lot of different places. It was an interesting recruitment process. This guy. You know, he, he cuts a top five and Arkansas wasn't in it. And, you know, from from various places that I've heard, uh, he was on an official visit to Auburn, said Auburn was the place to be. Anthony Brown, a uh, three-star athlete, um, one of his good friends has been to Arkansas uh, already once before on an official visit and tells, hey, Jalen, I guess uh, he gets in his ear. He comes on an official visit. He drops a new top six now. A uh, few a few weeks pass, and then he commits to Arkansas. Really interesting. Uh, you gotta like the odds of uh, getting his friend. You, you gotta like the odds of getting three star athlete out of uh, Brownsville. I believe it's the same high school. Uh, Anthony Brown. A lot of schools are recruiting him as a running back. I think Arkansas is recruiting him as a safety, and. Uh, He's a pretty good-looking uh, recruit. He's got a lot of offers. This guy could go anywhere he wanted as well. And uh, that was a whole interesting process. Next is Nico Davier, a three-star, high three-star defensive lineman out of Arkansas, out of Maumelle, Arkansas. This guy is big time. At 6'4", 275, this guy could play an end, a big end if you were going to go to a 3-4 set or just a heavy, you know, three-down defensive lineman like they did heavy last year with three-down linemen and and, uh, and two linebackers or 
or two linemen and three linebackers. This guy could be one of those type of big ends at 6'4", 275. Probably going to be about 280, 285 when he gets on campus. But that size, I think he's got good athleticism, but I don't see him playing a whole lot of end at that size. He's probably going to put some, they're probably going to try to put some good weight on him and play him at D-tackle. Uh, some some position on the D-line, maybe nose guard, maybe D-tackle. Uh, we'll see. Next up, we have Patrick Kutas, an offensive lineman. A lot of schools recruited this guy as a two-way defensive lineman, offensive lineman type lineman recruit. This guy was out of Memphis. Uh, high three-star guy. I think the prospect of playing for offensive line coach Coach Kennedy and head coach uh, Sam Pittman, those offensive line guys, that I think the... You know, the depth that's there is intriguing, and he obviously likes the other three uh, offensive line recruits that are already on board for Arkansas. Patrick's uh, 6'5", 285, so he's already got good size. You think you can really probably put some, some easy weight on in between now and uh, fall, maybe now in between this time that he's, you know, going through his senior year and uh, this time next year when he's about to enter fall camp for his freshman season. you got to think this guy's easily going to be 6'5", 300 pounds. Talented linebacker, or lineman, excuse me, out of Memphis, Tennessee. Next we have high three-star lineman, or linebacker, from Duncanville, Texas, Jordan Crook. This guy was the guy that was recently gotten at the uh, the barbecue cookout, the late, you know, the last recru official recruiting period before, you know, it's the dead period again. It was the cookout. They had a lot of guys already committed. This guy apparently had been silently committed for a little bit and came to the cookout, enjoyed himself, released the, the news that he had committed. This guy's got good size. I think he play, he plays a lot of positions on his high school. And Duncanville plays in a really talent-rich area of Texas. So I think this guy's a little underrated. Um, he was previously committed to Oklahoma State. So he's not shy of Division One, you know, Power 5 talent. Jordan Crook, 6'225", very imposing linebacker, very underrated guy i think this guy can pop an evaluation and bump up to a four star but that's a lot to ask in between now and potential time that he enrolls and let's move on uh to high three star tyrus washington guys from uh, leesburg georgia this guy's 6'4 230 very athletic he's only been playing the position for a little bit of time i bet the p prospect of playing for a position coach in Dow Loggins, who has been an offensive coordinator in several different places in the NFL and is now uh, a University of Arkansas alumni and is coaching a position coach, you know, a position that he wants to play. That's very enticing. It's the second position uh, commit of the tight end group. So you just look at the depth that's being built there. The additional uh, tight end is three-star tight end Dax Courtney from Clarendon, Arkansas as well. Uh, he's playing at the same high school as Quincy McAdoo. Dax Courtney is 6'6", 220. This guy 
needs to put on weight. He's basically a big receiver, but I think in this type of offense, he has some sort of place as a big uh, receiver or a lean tight end. But we'll see how that goes because the SEC is very physical and big and imposing. So still probably going to have to put on a good... Um, and I'm I'm being uh, I'm being really you know easy on the guy saying 220. He's he's gonna have to put on a good 20 pounds probably to play in, consistently in the SEC. But that's the two tight ends there. Um, I've named three of the offensive line commitments so so, so far. The other one is uh, from Duncan, South Carolina, three-star offensive lineman Eli Henderson, six foot four, 290 pounds. This guy was one of the earliest commitments through to Arkansas and Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman knew him from his time at Georgia when he was recruiting him. That's the relationship to South Carolina. As I went over some of these team, these commitments in these states, Arkansas is all over the map with these commitments. A guy, a long snapper from from Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Arkansas offered a, a two-star long snapper from uh, Cambridge, Wisconsin, 6'3", 215. You know, you hire a special teams coordinator, you, uh, you know, you, you struggle at that, that aspect of the, of the sport for so long, and you need to make strides in that, in that aspect, so you do what you have to do, and you justify that by offering a scholarship to what many people think throughout the country is the top long snapper of the country at Eli Stein, and that is one of Arkansas' 17 commitments, so all over the map, one of the additional ones is one of three linebacker commitments, Manny Powell from Canton, Ohio, this guy is looking a little physically imposing as well from Canton, Ohio. You don't really recruit, you know, from Arkansas. You don't really go into Canton, Ohio a whole lot and pull out a three-star linebacker. But Manny Powell, 6'3", 235. This guy's going to be an SEC linebacker right when he walks onto campus. Um, that's three linebackers, including Springdale's, Caden Henley. All right, the last two guys on this commitment list, two in-state guys, James Joyner, a three-star running back, six foot, 205 pounds from Little Rock, Arkansas, and J.J. Hollingsworth, one of the initial first commitments of this class as well, one of the guys that has kind of rallied behind and recruited all the in-state guys. This is a very talented in-state class, only two of the top 12 have decided to go elsewhere, and one is still undecided. Uh, no, correction, three. Three have went elsewhere, and one is still undecided. So a pretty good haul. Uh, he's, he's done a good job of getting a lot of these guys on board. James Joyner as well was a really good recruiter for the in-state talent. But uh, J.J. Hollingsworth is a defensive end. Uh, out of Greenland, Arkansas, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, big guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, excited to get these big offensive linemen and defensive linemen on campus, especially the guys from Arkansas. But that rounds out the class thus far. I do think they sign that seventeen. I think they go and get about twenty one, twenty two of regular high school guys, maybe even a JUCO here and there. But I think they leave 
three scholarships behind to leave for the transfer market. Uh, you look at who they lose and a lot of talent and just experience that they lose in, you know, the graduation. And then nowadays, you almost have to assume you're going to lose someone via the transfer portal off of your own team. Not just looking for, oh, hey, I'm going to save some spots for for recruiting transfer portal players. But you are potentially going to have some scholarship spots by players leaving in the portal as well. Every year, someone's going to decide to leave. That's just the norm, and it has been, and it continues to grow over the last three, four years that the portal has been enacted. And um, so I think the only way they get 23, 24 guys committed is if some some of these really highly recruited, highly touted guys uh, actually Recipro- reciprocate some interest in Arkansas, officially visit, you know, they decide, they, they have them in the top and commit at last minute. If it's unexpected or if it's something in it that they know about and is expected, they will make that sacrifice and sign that highly ranked recruit. My fingers are crossed and that highly ranked recruit part on four-star athlete Gentry Williams from Oklahoma. But it's hard to get any recruit out of Oklahoma that Oklahoma wants. And early buzz on the street is out of his top three of Arkansas, Oklahoma, and USC, USC is a heavy favorite as well. So it's going to be an interesting race to see what happens there. That's really the big domino out there. I'm waiting to fall for Arkansas. But like I said, they're not done. Recently from uh, Bentonville, Chase Nimrod one of the re- receivers and the uncommitted players within the state, uh, one of the guys that Kenny Guyton and you know Kendall Bryles on on staff, wide receivers coach and offense coordinator, respectively, we were recruiting him very well. I mean, or pretty well. You know, they only have one receiver committed in this class. You have two running backs. You know, if Deshad, Rashad Dabinian is going to play running back, maybe they've got something else in mind, and. They're going to recruit another running back, and DeBinion's going to play receiver. I don't know. It has him listed at athlete, and it says primarily running back in most of the you know, research that I've done. So you've got two tight ends. You've got four offense linemen. You're not going to sign a quarterback in this class. Everything that I've read and heard has pointing in that direction. Everybody that they've you know offered is going elsewhere. And uh, I don't think they're in a big rush and just going to take somebody in this class. They've got a lot of young talent on this team. Aside from John Stephen Jones, who's the only elder statesman on this team, you have K.J. Jefferson, a redshirt sophomore, Malik Hornsby, who's a redshirt freshman, and who knows how all the logistics of these, you know, classifications of their senior, junior, sophomore, based on COVID now, but you have incoming true freshman, uh, early enrollee, Lucas Coley, you have uh, late edition, Landon Rogers, you have uh, also early enrollee, walk-on transfer. This guy was a highly recruited at Ole Miss. He was recruited out of Texas by Kendall Bryles. That's the connection to Arkansas, but Cade Renfro is walking on at Arkansas, and I'm sure he's going to get a scholarship as soon as possible. You only have to be there a year now to get a scholarship as a walk-on, and they get allotted scholarships for, specifically for walk-ons, every year. So, I'm sure he's going to get one fairly soon that 
you know, core group of five scholarship quarterbacks right there, you know, if you just assume that Renfro will get a scholarship, then I really don't see them getting a quarterback at all. There are some people that think if they're going to get a quarterback, it's going to be in the transfer market. I don't think that happens. I think they just got a good group of young, talented quarterbacks. And I think they stick it out with these guys for at least a year. So that leads me to think that pretty much they're done recruiting on the offense unless it's receiver or running back. Maybe they know something that I don't and, you know, others don't. And Dominion is playing receiver and you're only going after two. And then you're going after another running back. Because I've heard that they're going after two running backs. But right now, let's just assume DeBinion and Joyner are running backs. Who else is coming on board? I mean, you lose your two in-state receivers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just completely glossed over Chase Nimrod committing to Tennessee. I mean, you know, new staff, new system, Josh Heifel at Tennessee. Uh, you know, it, there's there's been Arkansas players go to Tennessee before. You hate to see it continue. You know, could have been to could have been worse. Could have went to Auburn. Could have been to Alabama. Uh, could have been to Ole Miss. Those uh, those are a lot worse than Tennessee. But uh, and then uh, Isaiah Satania going to Oregon. Track star guy was uh, his 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 dad was actually a coach on the track team. Uh, pardon me at the University of Arkansas, and they have a very nice track uh, program. But uh, I always find it really a disadvantage for the University of Arkansas to have some of its top recruits right here in its background, especially Fayetteville High. Fayetteville High's football field is right next to the University of Arkansas's football field. I mean, it's right, it's right there, man. I mean, you could you could throw a football from the parking lot to into the field. I mean, it's it's close. And I feel like it's really hard if a guy, if that's all he knows growing up, one of two things are going to happen, and the likelihood of it always being the positive is very, very low. One, you're going to grow up only knowing that and loving that, and you're going to go to school in Arkansas as soon as they offer you. And you're going to go, and you're not, you're going to move from your parents' house to a dorm, and you're going to love the transition, and you're going to love being a student athlete. Or... You're, that's all you know you want to get out of state. You don't care about the conference. You just want to go play uh, on an athletic scholarship at another school. Who can't blame this guy going to Oregon? Oregon's a great, you know, university. Uh, they've got a lot of cool university uh, uh, uniforms. The, uh, you know, Nike headquarters being there, you know, doesn't help being alumni. Doesn't help with the uniforms. Uh, I think they get guys just based on a uniform sometimes alone. But they've had some recent success. Mario Cristobal's doing a great job up there. And they are recruiting at a high clip. They're going into every state and getting their top players. So don't feel bad about Oregon coming in and taking Arkansas's top player in Isaiah Satania. Um, this guy kind of reminds me of uh, Dat, uh, D'Anthony Thomas, uh, Thomas, <laughs> D'Anthony Thomas, uh, as far as his speed and athleticism and his ability, you know, he's a track star. He can he can run just about any route and play any position out of the receiver uh, room as a receiver position. And um, I think Oregon's getting a great player out of Isaiah Satania. I think, uh, 
you know, Arkansas did everything they could. They were in it, you know, both times because uh, he'd previously committed to Texas A&M and then reopened. So I, th I think they, I think they showed love and recruited both times. But he just wanted out of Fayetteville and wanted out of Arkansas. And who can blame him? You're never going to get every recruit that you c recruit in the state of Arkansas, unless you only recruit about three, four, five guys. Other than that, you're probably going to get a high clip. But other than receiver, I think they're pretty much done on offense. You look at defense, defensive line, you have one defensive tackle. You've got one defensive end. I think they're not done on the defensive line. I think that some of the additions left on this recruiting you know, cycle are going to be on the defensive line. Three linebackers, they may see the depth at linebacker leaving this year, and they may go after a fourth. You never know. And plus, uh, out of Little Rock, uh, Jalen White, the three-star safety, this guy could play linebacker. He plays several positions across the field. He he could be that fourth linebacker. They could he he's listed as a safety. They could be recruiting him as a linebacker, and that could be the fourth linebacker in this class. That would be a great class. They Arkansas rarely oversigns at linebacker. They'll sign one two guys and hope they pan out. Last time Arkansas signed four linemen linebackers. I only remember one seeing this, uh, seeing significant playing time, and that was Scooter Harris. And just think one out of four. So why don't you sign four linebackers every year? By that theory, you should have four pretty good ones. <laughs> but you have uh, Jalen Lewis. You have uh, lots of uh, defensive back help out there that potentially could come on board. I like Jalen White to come come to come on board and, and commit to Arkansas. This guy could play linebacker or safety. I mentioned him again because of talking about defensive backs. Miles Rouser, Jalen White as a possibility. Uh, Anthony Brown as a possibility at safety. Jalen White at corner. You possibly, you know, cross your heart, hope to die. You know, you get Gentry Williams, a four-star athlete out of uh, – out of, out, of, out of Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure it's some, some school in Tulsa, but uh, this guy is a four-star cornerback. He's listed as a wide or as an athlete because he could play so many different positions and in so many different schools are recruiting him in many different positions. So you got to hope they land that guy. There's a lot of room at defensive back. I think they're good if they don't add anyone else. Linebackers, defensive back help. They're pretty good. They've gotten some uh, some special teams additions and long snapper Eli Stein. I think they're done. I don't think they're going after a kicker or a punter, and if they do, it's going to be a walk-on. Um, defensive line help, I think they're, they're probably done at linebacker. Defensive line help, I think they may go after two additional guys there, maybe one additional wide receiver. So look for... I don't know, some shakeup to happen in the recruiting ranks. I've gone through all the po potential uh, commitments and and the guys that are, you know, showing interest on some of the recruiting sites. Um, Jalen White, uh, defensive back out of Little Rock. Anthony Brown, uh, uh, a safety out of uh, Brownsville, uh, Tennessee. Both three-star guys. I think those guys are potentially uh, additions um, and outside of those two, I really don't have any any hot takes. I mean, Arkansas is recruiting Gentry Williams, and he you know reciprocates interest via social media. Uh, he he still shows them love, and they're still showing him love, and he's still you know in his mention in his mentions. So you gotta like that. Um, 
you got to wonder where Arkansas goes outside of that. Say say Arkansas hits on those two guys I listed in Jalen White and Anthony Brown. Where are they going from this point? Because that puts them at 19. You know, are you, how many more guys are you signing? Where else is there a need? I mean, I think they've done pretty well. You may, I, I'd like for them to add two receivers. You had two receivers, you're sitting at that point at 21. And then if you get a guy like Gentry Williams, you're sitting at 22. Maybe you get a couple of defensive linemen uh, and you're sitting at 24. Best case scenario, you, more than likely you're not going to get Gentry Williams. So best case scenario, you get two defensive linemen. You get your two defensive backs and two receivers. And that's six additional commitments going on to the 17, making a total of 23, which I think they will get and hold two back for transfers. And that's my take right now. I'm going to go check the recruiting boards and have another recruiting update next week. It won't be as long because I'm not going to have to go over everyone that's on board, but I will go over all the available recruits and see what are any kind of changes for potential guys to keep on the lookout as far as official visits or potential committing to them. And um, I'm going to cut it off right there and come back with a different topic tomorrow. So we'll see you next time. Hey everyone, I want to remind you to give the show a follow on Twitter. Search my name, Mark Dagenhart, or the show's name, Mark Sports Talk, on Twitter to give the show a follow, uh, interact with the show. Uh, you know, give me a, you want to get a shout out? You want to give me a shout out? I don't know. I'll take anything I can get. Uh, the email to the show is MarkSportsTalk at gmail.com. It is in the bio on the Twitter page, and it's also in the bio on the actual Anchor app where you can play this podcast through. If you want any kind of interaction or a, a request, a, sh a show topic, uh, I'm all for any kind of off-the-wall topic as long as it pertains to college athletics or you know any kind of news sporting-wise across the country. And... Uh, yeah, so the email and like and subscribe to the show. If there's any kind of star method, give me some five-star review. I would love that. This is why I'm doing it is just for you guys and for me because if you're not doing it for yourself, then who are you doing it for? Because I don't really care. Uh... <laughs>